You are now tuning into Goddess Culture with Jordan and Shanice. All right, welcome back to episode 64 of Goddess Culture Podcast. If you can't tell, I am smiling. I have a grin on my face while I say this because we are so excited to be back, y'all. So excited. Okay. We're going to get into why we had a little hiatus later. And I'm quite sure y'all are tired of hearing us explain why we have gone weeks without posting a podcast episode. And it might sound like excuses, but I swear to y'all, we always have a good excuse. Always. It's a justifiable excuse. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, if you took the sound bites for like our last like 20 episodes, you'll hear us explaining why there's always a big gap between the episodes. <laughs> and that's, it's honestly because we move a lot on emotion and how we feel. And if we're not feeling it, it's not happening, you know, and not that goddess culture did anything to us, which we'll get into in a second because it's all good things. But yeah, you guys know the last couple of months have been a lot for everybody mm-hmm. and yeah. And we have to leave room for growth. And sometimes there's a pause and there's a stillness that comes in that growth. So uh, we'll talk about it. Yes. So as we get into this episode, grab your glass of wine. We have ours. We have a bottle. Um, from our client. Yes. Which we'll get into during the unboss segment. Insert clapping hands. <laughs> we're so excited. We have so many things to talk about. And we're just going to... You know, give it to you guys all. Yeah, we're gonna rock out. We're back. We are. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We're so excited, y'all. We We say we say it time and time again how goddess culture really feels like therapy for us. Yeah. And um this is our pause. Like we work so hard and this is our chance to kind of like dump us on our brains and get out the emotional stuff because we we focus so heavy on like the task oriented stuff all day. All day. And this is our chance to unwind. This is our chance to wind down, okay? So I am drinking. Jordan's drinking. Hopefully, you're drinking too. You can hit pause and go get your glass of wine. We promise you will not miss anything. Absolutely. Um, Let's jump into the news. Yes. Okay, so much shit has been going on in this world. And we just want to start off by highlighting Breonna Taylor. This, This is just something that sits really heavy on our hearts and... Just seeing the post and seeing what's going on and seeing the attorney general get on national TV and say he's charging someone for missing a shot instead of charging someone for shooting and killing Breonna Taylor almost brought me to tears. Like, literally brought me to tears, but I was just... It was so much anger. Like, I couldn't even really put into words, like, how I felt because when I look at Breonna Taylor and I look at her baby pictures and I look at her school pictures and I look at her mom and I just, I see myself. You see yourself. And that's I see what my makes sister. it hard. I see my friends. I yeah. see my family. Like, I see all of that when I look at her. So it's like, you can't help it but to feel rage when you hear a black man get on TV and, and say, say he stands for justice and justice is not served for that black woman. And you know what kills me most? Y'all created a law that said no knock warrants are no more. They're no longer because they harm. And this young woman dies and nothing happens to the people that did that to her. And let's say, for instance, sure, the officers were given a job to do, but why did we lead with shooting? And the person that y'all were looking for wasn't there, was already in custody. Why was there not a communication between whosever team sent those officers into, the, into Breonna Taylor's home? Hey, we got the guy. Don't even go here. You know, they didn't right. arrest him the same time they shot her. There was some lag time and that's scary. And it's what's 
what's crazy about this is it's created PTSD for me. We'll get into um, in self-care. I'll talk about my family and everything. But my brother had a chance to spend a week here. And uh, my apartment building said they were doing inspections. So my assumption when you say inspections is the super is coming in to see what needs to be fixed, what can be updated, what can be changed. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't expecting fire marshals at my door banging like they were the police, right? So Thomas is there. I hear a bang, like police bang on the door because if you didn't answer, they were going to enter your apartment anyway because they had to do the inspection that way. But, um, you know, I had like little night shorts on and there's men coming into my home. Like, let me put some clothes on, you know what I'm saying? But before I realized what, what was happening, I just hear banging on the door and I'm like, my black brother is in my living room. Right. I'm here, what the fuck? And then I hear um, keys in my door. And lucky for me, I keep the chain locked when I'm home. So the chain stopped the door from opening all the way. But I'm like, what the, f- who the fuck is coming into right. my apartment, right? But, and this was before the Breonna Taylor verdict, but we were no, we knew that the verdict was coming. You know what I'm saying? So the first thing that, that happens in my mind, I, I hear people banging like the police and then I hear someone entering my apartment. Who the fuck is that? Right. You know what I'm saying? Or what are they coming in here to do? Because there's right. only two people who have keys to my apartment. Myself, my aunt, or three people, and the landlord. You know? So mm-hmm. I'm like... What is happening? And it scared the shit. It literally, I got a hot flash and then I started sweating. Yeah. Because like you said, you saw yourself in her. You see her mother mourning on national TV. And I think about my mom could be mourning me. You know? You know? And imagine it was something like that. My mom would have been mourning two kids. You know? You know? It was so crazy. It's it's crazy. And if if you're not a black woman and you're someone who's just an ally and you're trying to put this into perspective or if if you even need that, you know... You shouldn't, but if you're if you're trying to look at it, just look at it as if it was you. Yeah. You know, look at it as if it was your sister, your your brother, your uncle, your aunt. Like, look at the situation through those lenses because they barely knocked, and they they pretty much just started shooting. Yeah. So it, honestly, it could have been any nationality within that house, and regardless, it would still be wrong. Yes. Yeah, and I tragedy. would still feel the way I feel felt. If it was anybody else, because it's still a tragedy. Like, it's just, there's no excuse. There's no excuse for something like this. And we know if it was a white woman who died, someone would be held responsible. If not the officers who pulled the trigger, the officers who didn't alert those set of officers, that the person they were looking for was apprehended already. Yeah, someone needs to... You can't make those type of mistakes. Like, imagine a doctor makes those type of mistakes. They get sued, and then they get fired. Exactly. You know? A brain surgeon, they fuck up in someone's brain. That's a lawsuit. Right. That's not a, oh, we were just doing our jobs. Their boss doesn't just say, oh, they no, their boss reviews their work. Their boss interviews the people who were in the same operating room with them, making sure they weren't drunk, they weren't tired, they knew their shit, you know what I'm saying? Right. Someone's held responsible always when it's not a black person who's dying. And it just makes me sick and tired that we don't, we don't get the same due diligence. We don't. It's crazy. But we say all that to say, Brianna, we are still supporting the movement to push for someone to be held responsible for this tragedy and goddess culture we support that and we support we we support anyone who is going through um or dealing with the result of police brutality or mm-hmm. excessive force or our hearts are with her family and the people who loved her because as much as we her. as upset as we are about it we didn't know her personally. You know what I'm saying? We never saw her smile. We never saw her laugh. We never got to see her personality up close. And those are the people who are really missing and mourning her. So our hearts are with those people. Yes. 
Um, moving on to voting. Just a reminder, no matter where you are, figure it out. Figure out how to vote, y'all. Yeah. Um, it could be an absentee ballot like I'm doing. I'm from Ohio, which is a swing state, so my vote holds a little bit more weight there because we're a state that it only takes 100 votes to turn our state red or blue. Um, if you're going to show up at the polls, make sure you know your polling location. Um, a lot of poll workers are older people and they're at at risk population for COVID. So if you're younger, um, now is a great opportunity to serve your community and sign up to be a poll worker in those older people's places. Um, so that we have enough people working the polls. Absolutely. It's voting season. Your vote matters because I don't know if you saw Donald Trump and his corona shenanigans, but I'm here to tell you guys we have to dump Trump, okay? We have to get rid of him. We have to get him out of office. I stand by this a thousand percent. Um, Am I a hundred percent in love with Joe Biden? No, I'm not. Mm -hmm. But you have to look at what we're up against, you know, our options and... If I had to choose, I would choose Biden a hundred times over Trump. And I hope you guys just go to the polls and really think about the fact that this decision is going to determine the next four years. Look at our past four years. A shit show. It's been ghetto. And, And don't forget that, like, you have to vote locally. There are so many local, um nominees so many local positions that are up for election this year think about our attorney generals uh the man who decided not to convict or not to charge the killers of brianna taylor with anything is an elected official yeah let's get him out of there 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 are judges there are the people who lock up our family members and give us these harsh sentences there are judges up for election there are your councilmen your commissioners who decide how the state's money gets spent um all of that. There's so many positions that are that are up for election. And because you get to vote absentee, and I know there are some states that don't allow absentee, you have to have, even with coronavirus, you know, it's not an excuse that in certain states that you get to just automatically vote absentee. But if you're voting absentee, you have your paper ballot, you get to Google as you vote, as you fill in those bubbles, you know? And I'm not one of those people who's like, vote, you don't have to pick a side, but vote in your interest, mm-hmm. you know? If your community is struggling, don't pick the same elected official who, who's been keeping your community struggling for years and years you know you have google if you don't have google call a friend who has google and vote in your interest a hundred percent did you see donald trump's coronavirus stunt because i just have to circle it back just really quick i'm exhausted he exhausts me the it for, well, it, for me, like <laughs> I don't even have words. I don't even have words. I honestly don't. But for me, it was the him barely breathing, standing up there after leaving the hospital. <laughs> Somebody was like, "This nigga wants to cough so bad." <laughs> so he said, "Me is like, did he actually get coronavirus and he's trying to act like he's fine, or did he not get it and they're trying to say coronavirus is over in four days? Like it's it's a slight cold." But to me, he look, he looked like he wanted to cough so goddamn bad, but he's yeah. trying to like make corona seem like it's not that big of a deal. Right. And what upsets me about the whole thing is you are privileged. At Walter Reed Medical Center, you have a suite. You have doctors who are on call for you. You get the best of the best of the best care, okay? Right. That's not everybody else's story. Exactly. So you're trying to push that, you know, just go to the doctor and get it taken care of. There are hospitals who won't even let corona patients in. There are people without health insurance who have coronavirus and can't even get treatment. And all they need is the fluids or, you know what I'm saying? Like, all they need is 
to be told how to handle this thing and they can't even get access to a doctor so she, honestly he can shut the fuck up as far as i'm concerned listen y'all donald trump is 74 years old and i know he looks about 100 but he's 74 what 74 year old man goes in with coronavirus and comes out three days later okay nobody Okay. And not takes the mask off take on live TV. Take the mask off. That's what he did. Not take the mask off. That's exactly what he and did. And you know it takes four years, an average of four years, to develop a vaccine. He's trying to push it through in months. I'm going to pray for y'all. I'm not taking that. I'm going to pray for y'all. I'm not. Now, this is not God's culture saying don't take the vaccine. This is God's culture saying y'all business. we're not taking the vaccine. No, yeah. it needs to be tested. And I'm somebody who's, I'm in like prime have a baby age. And though I'm not right. ready to have a child right now. I don't know what that's going to do for my reproductive system. Hello? God forbid the shit fucking sterilizes me or have, has my kids come out with three arms. I'm not saying there's been research to prove that, but this thing has not been researched and developed enough. I was listening, listening to The Daily. It's a um, New York Times podcast. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about, like, is this guy that the host brought back the sec- a second time. The first time he talked to him, he was like, you know, I don't think it's a good idea. It takes a long time to develop vaccines. Da, da, da. They need to do their research. And now he's like, oh, I'm fairly confident. They're going to test. He's like, you know, some people have already received vaccines. They're going to test if they're able to catch it twice. They're going to test for a couple of months to see if there's any um, side effects. Okay, so imagine those side effects lay dormant for four years. Okay. And because you only tested it for a couple of months, I suffer because y'all didn't test this shit adequately enough. Mm-mm. Hell no. Mm-mm. I haven't even had kids yet. Mm-mm. You know? It's not worth it. It's not worth it to me. Listen, please wear your mask. Please research before you do anything. Over your nose and your mouth, you know? Over your nose and your mouth, okay? Because we see y'all out there. Okay, I the, know y'all. We've been doing this for a long chin. time, but you still gotta wear a mask, y'all. Yeah. I actually probably will wear a mask for like ever. Honestly, I have acne on the right side of my face. And from the mask? Yes. A oh, mask, mask, mask me. And but the, and the thing is, y'all know how I feel about skincare. You know yeah. what I'm saying? All last summer, I had spotless porcelain, flawless do. skin, and for the past six months, the right side of my face has been fucked up. But I'm gonna eat that. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna eat the acne. So that I don't get anyone sick from coronavirus. Or until I don't get sick from coronavirus. It's it's an L I have to eat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, y'all just gonna have to take it. It is what it is. It is what it is. Like, wear the yeah. fucking mask. Wear the mask, okay? That's what we agree upon. Okay? Yeah. So, just to summarize, okay? Mm-hmm. Wear a mask. Yeah, and dump clump. Dump Trump. You have to be an OG goddess culture listener to get the dump To get the dump (laughs) love (laughs) reference. But think, listen, was it four years ago? God damn. Yes, it was four years ago. We were just getting started then. We were. Check one of our first episodes then, apparently. Yeah, you'll hear the sound bite. (laughs) Um, The last thing we have for news is that um, Chef Lex. I want to give a shout out to the black um, chef who was in the bubble. So a little bit of context. Disney was contracted to do the meals for the players. Um, the players quickly let Disney know that shit is poo-poo and we don't want the food. Each team, I guess, brought in their resident caterers and Chef Lex is the only um, person who wasn't already attached to the team. She's black. I think on Instagram she's Chef Lex, but I think if you just type Chef Lex, she'll pop up. But there was this beautiful insider business insider video um outlining who she is what she does and how she really shows up for the guys and um she doesn't only serve the players she serves the um staff 
the reporters, um, and people can't get enough of her food. So, shout out to a black woman making it happen. Yes. Yeah. And she's living there, too. Mm-hmm. And I think she's from Jersey. Oh, that's I think better. I saw her say something like, glad to be back or welcome home or something. Mm-hmm. And she had New Jersey in her thing. Um, but yeah, shout out to that black woman doing it. And I hope she sees so much opportunity and profit yes. and growth yes. as a result of showing up. Yes, girl. We are speaking life it. into your business. Keep on thriving. So mm-hmm. we had to definitely shout her out. We did. Um, um, affirmation? Yes. Okay, so the affirmation this week is remember who the fuck you are. Remember who the fuck you are. Okay? Soundbite. Yeah. And um, Shanice actually, we were look. was it, um, I don't know if it was the text that you sent me or the style, but you sent it to me and I was like, perfect, yeah. we need something to post on Goddess Culture. Yes. And then today, we have this whole reckoning um, with what Goddess Culture is and how we're growing and we'll get there later in the episode. But sometimes you need to be reminded who you are, what you're capable of, how great you are, where you have come from, how far you have come, how close you are to your dreams. I mean, you you were searching for a microphone, pulled out your manifestation book and was like, wow, all this stuff came true. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, when you're in the midst of becoming who you, who you are, it's hard, it's easy to get lost in, I'm not there yet, or mm-hmm. I'm working so hard and things aren't happening as quickly as I need them to happen. But you got yourself so far, you know? Mm-hmm. Look what you sacrificed and worked for to get you even one step ahead of where you were yesterday. Remember that you're, you're capable and you're strong and you're deserving of love and you're deserving of good things, you know? We get caught up on what we haven't earned yet. Remember who the fuck you are. Right. Remember what you have. Remember whose you are. Right. You know? I feel like so many times we get caught up in, like, the highlight reel of social media. Mm -hmm. So you're seeing everything everyone else is doing. You're getting consumed in these type of things, which I'm a big encourager of take a break from social media, which I'll get into later on. But sometimes that image clouds your vision and your, your goals for yourself. So for me, when I, when I need a reminder of remember who the fuck you are, I look at myself i'm looking at the inner work i'm looking at what what took me to get here like Mm -hmm. what it took to get here you know Mm -hmm. like you said my manifestation book like i was powering through this book this year like at the beginning of the year like i was like nah like i really need to pray on these goals i need to manifest these goals i need to develop these goals and i need to remember who i am because I may be like, I may feel a little grown, you know, I'm um, 25 or something, but I still fall into the same things that everybody else falls. I still compare myself to people. I still, I still get overwhelmed when I see, um, people have what you want. People you don't have, have what it I yet. want and, and I don't have it yet. You know, mm-hmm. I still go through all these emotions. And when you're in that moment and you're constantly seeing that you forget who you are, mm-hmm. like you forget and you may not like say it out loud or you may not have like a big, moment where you're like oh my god I forgot who I who I am but slowly you begin to turn into a person that you aren't you start doing things that you don't recognize you don't recognize you you start saying jokes or mean things that you don't even know where they're coming from Mm -hmm. that's because you don't you don't you're not in tune with who you are your internal dialogue has shifted yeah, your internal dialogue has shifted and it's not a good shift yeah you know we've said this early 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 on of goddess culture like, yeah. you have to be so cautious of how you talk to yourself. Mm-hmm. And even not only how you talk to yourself, what you think to yourself, right? 
Right. So we like to pretend things don't come to fruition unless you say them out loud. If you plant the seeds in your head and there's nobody combating the negativity you're telling to yourself, you believe that. You, do. you know what I'm saying? I, I literally, my you thing... internalize it. Exactly. My thing has been to, like, remind myself of what I deserve. I'm somebody who feels like, like, you gotta wait until you, the moment is right to get what you want. You know what I'm saying? You have to wait until you have enough money or you have enough time or you have enough whatever to jump in on the opportunity. No. You deserve what you have now. You do. You deserve what you want. You know? You brought yourself here. You got yourself to this point. Remember who you are. You know? Th- people change. Yes, you develop. You get better. You, you, you grow up. You mature. But deep down, remember who you are. Remember how you started. Remember your humble beginnings, okay? There's always going to be an opportunity for you to, to show people like who you are becoming and how you've developed and how you've matured. But within that, you need to be able to show people where you started. Yep. I started from the bottom, okay? I talk about it all the time. My parents are immigrants, okay? We came here just like any immigrant who's trying to come here right now, okay? a bunch of years ago but I, I still have to remember that because at the core of who I am there's a lot of hustle in me there's a mm-hmm. lot of strength in me there's a lot of people who prayed for me there's a lot of people who pushed me my parents worked so hard to get me here you know there's a lot of things within me that I could be like oh I got this now like I don't care about that or I don't care about giving back or I don't care about the community or I don't care about this like you start to become somebody who you aren't yeah so just really be careful of that and really protect yourself. Mm-hmm. That's what I also want to say because sometimes you let people into your circle and your life and they're not really a reflection of where you want to go or where you want to be or they're, they're not really pouring back into you and you feel like you're pouring into them and you start to change. And this could be relationship, friendship, anything. Mm-hmm. Just be careful with who you surround yourself with because mm-hmm. that could also contribute to the changes, the negative changes. Mm-hmm. Some positive, some negative. So I would just remember who the fuck you are. Period. Period. Unboss. Okay, this is our same unboss as our last episode, but the difference is we have an update and we have a lot more transparency about what's going on. And knowledge. And knowledge. And advice. And advice. And resources. Yeah. So you guys know we started another business and that kind of contributed to the little break we took with Goddess Culture. And for the last four months, we've just been really buckling down and honing in on Idea Hub and really trying to make it everything that we've dreamed for it to be. And we talk a lot about creating like our ideal job and our ideal workflow. And Idea Hub is that, you know, it's something that we created to help businesses, specifically small businesses and also even more specific women owned businesses, because that's who we mainly work with right now. But we've given we've been given the opportunity to give these businesses the tools to succeed, so we definitely have come a long way. Yeah. Okay, um, something I've been saying often is the difference between a freelancer and a business owner is processes, right? So a freelancer opts into someone else's system. Someone says, "I have a job. Here's how you do it. I'll pay you to do it, and you just do it." Right? But a business owner has their own processes. They have their own way that they set up the workflow. They have their own way they process the money. They have their own way that they set up the meetings and work with the clients and all of that. Like, you know, they come to you for your level of expertise. And we really had to outline um, those processes. We had to build up our staff. Like, by the grace of God, we started off as a team of two. But we were a team of two for like one, for half a month. 
and then we looped in a designer, and then we looped in um, an, uh, an assistant, and then we looped in a second designer, and we're having conversations about board onboarding strategies. So, yeah, we're not we're not a, a tag team freelance company. No, we are a a full blown business with processes and structure and goals and growth opportunity growth potential so yeah yeah our first mistake oh a bunch was thinking we could do everything right so we're like we love social media let's do everything in social media let's have 10 things that we're great at and let's put that shit on our website and let people (laughs) ask for it and book us and there's only two of us okay we quickly quickly learned that is a recipe for disaster yeah. And we shaved that list of like 10 to 12 options down to four or five. We're probably at four we're right now. Three. Okay. <laughs> yeah, three that so we're currently doing. Three and that four we're currently that... doing, maybe four that we offer. Yeah. Um, but we learned that like the, the, the easiest way to get burnt out is to Dude. offer things that you don't have the capacity to do. 100%. I would say. Every, it's going to take a while, especially if you're starting a business, to know like what you excel in and what you're good at because that's all trial and error. But when you think about what you are able to offer, make sure that it's something you can do, okay? Don't okay. outsource shit and offer it on your website because that's ghetto, okay? And that's going to help burn you out and that's going to help that's not going to help contribute to your business success. So when that happened with Jordan and I, we're like, we do 10 things. Like, here's our list. And we sent it out and people were like, yeah, okay. And then they started asking us the thing. We're like, we cannot maintain this, maintain our jobs, maintain God's culture, maintain family you, life. We both have full-time jobs. On top of all the shit On we top do. of working full-time for Idea Hub. On top of restructuring God's culture. You know, we'll tap in on that later, but we were trying to do all of that and offer 10 things. We were doing the most. The absolute most. And, um, you know, we had a very wise person tell us that you need to be very specific about what you offer and be a freaking boss at those things. Yeah. And as we share, like, business, um, not advice, I would say, like, our business experiences, um, we just want you guys to know that we are not claiming to be know-it-all, know-it-alls, marketing mavens from Jupiter. Like we're just people who, who tried job some well. shit and did it good. Yeah, and we want to be able to share that experience with you guys so that you have you feel like you know you're along with us for this journey one, mm-hmm. but also you feel like you know if you're thinking about starting a business on something. It it and it may not be marketing, but this can this philosophy can translate for any and every business. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like as we grow, like I want to make sure that we're keeping um, true to like what what's important to us, which is sharing our resources and sharing our transparent experiences and being extremely honest and vocal. So if there's anything you've ever want us to like touch on that we may like skip over, slide in our DMs because we are officially back yeah from our little hiatus which we and can if, actually no go ahead sorry. no i was gonna say we could segue into why we have been gone yeah um but i was just gonna say like if we can bump our heads and you don't have to like a wise person learns from someone else's mistakes so that's why we share ours like we're sharing how we mess up in efforts that you don't have to make those same mistakes so right 
That's the, we're giving you the free right now. The free philosophy, y'all. Okay. So, um, let's do a quick check-in, and um, then let's spill some tea about what we've been up to oh, yeah. in regards to God's culture. So, how are you? I know we're 28 minutes into the episode, but how are you doing? Check-ins are a big part of our culture for all of our businesses, so what's up? How am I doing? I'm doing okay. Okay? Okay. I wouldn't say amazing, because a lot of things are moving and we're still in a pandemic and mm-hmm. a lot is, has happened mm-hmm. but I'm doing okay and I'm trying to do better mm-hmm. like daily I'm trying to set minor goals for myself that just can make me feel mm-hmm. like I'm getting through the day yeah. but it's hard how's the day job going the day job hmm. Hmm. it's a job it's a job I feel like for some reason, I feel like companies aren't realizing we're in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Luckily, with this company, I'm so grateful to work there because I get to work under like someone I've worked under before, and she kind of introduced me to this job. But um, and she kind of has a lot of the same values that I have as mm-hmm. far as like wellness and not being overwhelmed and you know living a healthy lifestyle. So she she notices whenever I'm like not doing okay, and she'll slack me and say hey take the day off Mm -hmm. you know so I'm lucky to have that but I've been in situations which you guys have heard on the podcast where I hated my job Mm -hmm. and I wasn't happy and I wasn't doing okay and all those things were things I manifest Jordan mentioned before that I have a manifestation book like I'm writing down everything that I want for my life and I'm not only manifesting it I'm praying over it Mm -hmm. like I'm doing everything possible and I'm trying everything possible because you're not only wishing it you're working for it and that's how manifestation works exactly yeah so like I'm okay yeah I'm okay I could be better but baby steps yeah how are you I mean I think in general I'm good I think I'm edging into slightly overwhelmed because um like we've mentioned, like we both have day jobs and um, for my day job, the nature of the work is being in the office because we're performer. Well, I'm not a performer, but we market and support performers and we're no longer performing because of COVID. So an right. internal company shift on how we make money not being on the stage. Right. And that means marketing and digital has a lot of work to do to figure out how we put our dancers online and make money because the company that's how we make money by touring by traveling by performing so that's day job um with idea hub overwhelmed but not in a bad way overwhelmed because there's a lot of learning and there's a lot of growing happening and um we just got a new well we just got a hit with a double whammy with two new clients that we're so humble to um to have been uh, considered for those clients but i'm somebody who um I worry about how things can go wrong mm-hmm. and that inches into like my, my, my being overwhelmed. Like I'll be, I'll think like, so, so happy to have this opportunity, but what if we mess up? I know. You know? And that eats at me because kills me. social media is so forward facing. Yeah. The moment shit goes wrong, you get an email. Yeah. Right and away. if, if they're not the type of person who likes to resolve an issue with Into the person me. who makes it. Yeah. You get, your mistake gets broadcasted. On a Zoom call. <laughs> zoom call okay and even if it wasn't a mistake on your end even if it's you know they didn't set you up for success you're the executor yeah so you get on on you you get left with the responsibility of the mistake so 
that's something that I'm feeling and you know right now we can't share too much but Shanice is kind of the forward-facing person for that project and it kind of eats me up that there aren't two of us because I was um I'd rather I'd rather them see two faces and know they're up against two people who know their shit than see one face and see she's a young black woman who isn't seasoned you know right and when people don't know that there are people who love you and who will ride for you they treat you any kind of way so that's that's just how i'm feeling about you know work but um like i said it's not only bad things it's exciting things i mean idea hub is doing what it has to do we've only been in business for four and a half months it's crazy we started paying for websites with our own money buying everything i was gonna say buying systems with our own money and what's the payout you know what I'm saying? None. And like little by little, the company pays for systems. Yeah. The company pays for the websites. And bitch, we eat dinner on the company. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Me. Like, don't get us wrong. We're not millionaires yet, but we will be. You we know what I'm saying? Be. And that's something that's proclaiming, proclaiming out loud because it is what it is. Right. Fuck how anybody feels about it. That's what it's going to be. Yeah. That's you know? What, that's really what it is. And that's kind of making me excited as fuck. Like, that makes me excited knowing that our hard work speaks for itself mm-hmm. every monthly meeting we go into i'm nervous as hell i'm like they will fire us you know what i'm saying and every time they come out we value your work we appreciate we you. appreciate you you're a you're a beautiful addition to our team we're locking you in for 2021 do you yeah. hear me the year's not even over and we have people talking about signing contracts for the next year yeah. year-long contracts yeah. you know what i'm saying so that makes me so excited i'm humbled i'm super humbled um, Idea Hub has brought us a lot of joy. So much. A lot of anxiety, but a lot of joy yeah. <laughs> in the last few months. And, um, yeah. So I would say overwhelmed and excited. Yeah. You know? It's hard to be one without the other right now, but I'm yeah. taking it in stride. And it's good to, it's good to feel that. Yeah. About your, your, your job. Yeah. You know, it's you like got happy, something to lose. It makes you work to, hard. Excited to work. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're hopping into our goddess chat. Yeah. Um, this is one is going to be super casual. We just want to catch up with you guys. We see that we have so many new listeners and we have so many people who are just seeing the brand and listening to the episodes. And you guys, even during our hiatus, like there have been nonstop listens, nonstop comments, nonstop new things. And we are just so happy by that. Just to give you guys a little bit about Jordan and I um well also about like goddess culture this is our baby we started goddess culture in what 2017 Mm -hmm. January 1st January 1st 2017 Uh, and we were working on it for a couple months before that November right first started late October late October of 2016 Mm -hmm. so this isn't a new podcast we've been around the block a couple of times yeah around the sun around the sun and we have developed this brand into something that, honestly, I couldn't even imagine mm-hmm. the amount of di- like diverse angles Goddess Culture offers. Mm-hmm. So, aside from the podcast, we also offer getaways. Mm-hmm. So, you guys know, um, we hosted a couple getaways. We went to Spain. We went to Puerto Rico. We went to New York. New York. Uh, Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. LA. We've, we've done a couple groups. We have some small intimate groups between 10 to 20 people and people literally we sell out all the time 
People we don't know. People we don't know. People who just want to travel. You know, we have a high caliber. Repeat customers. Or, or how repeat we... Repeat guests, rather. Repeat guests and a high caliber for how we set up the aesthetic of the trip. And we really try to build it out with pure love and wellness in mind. Mm-hmm. So, when this year started, all geared up to go to Bali in May of 2020. And February rolls around and we're... Corona brought her raggedy ass. Raggedy ass on through. And said, y'all what thought trip? y'all was traveling? What trip? Psych. Hey, bitch. Psych. You plane? Psych. You know what I'm saying? Nice What's the plane? Okay, getaway? Getaway? Luxurious Who? experience? Where? Fluffy road? Not going. Think again. Try again, bitch. <laughs> That's what the fuck Corona said to us, and we were in shambles. It, w- it would be a lie if we came on this podcast, and we were like, yeah, girl, we knew we would be fine. Like, we knew Goddess Culture was going to spin it around and flip it and reverse it. That would be a lie. We pushed the day of the trip two or three times. We put the back... What you guys didn't see on the back end is Jordan and us, Jordan and I just scrambling on, like, what should we do? SpongeBob, Mr. Krabs emoji? Literally. Y'all, listen, so we find, second week of March, I stopped going to work, right? They think it's going to be two weeks. March 15th. Bitch, that two weeks turned into indefinite until we tell y'all otherwise, right? So we push it from May to September. We're like, by September, and this, we push it to May, we push it from May to September in... March? April? April. April? Because we were too close to May. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, September. You know what I'm saying? By, by the time we're approaching April, we're approaching May, mm-hmm. we're approaching June. Mm-hmm. Numbers are climbing and climbing and climbing. The country, our president has not told people to stay inside and wear masks. People think they can do whatever. The East Coast gets slammed really hard. We get... A message from Emirates saying, you know, y'all can't fly here yeah. to Dubai. And we Psych. know for sure, you know, the trip can't happen right now. Yeah. Right? Um, we get to August, nothing has changed. We cannot have a trip in September. So we push it. When do we push it? Which we're, we ideated pushing it to January, I think. Yeah, we talked about it. Talked about January. We even talked about making it a year from when it was supposed to be. So May of 2021. But, unfortunately, cases started going back up in Asia. Countries were saying, we can't, Americans can't come here. Even as the, even as the climate of the world was getting a little better, we had to cancel our trip. Bruh. We've never had to do that. Even when a whole plane full of our guests couldn't make it, we found a way to get them to Spain. You, you know what I'm saying? Y'all don't, y'all don't know how this felt. Let me try to <laughs> break it down for you guys. You spend a year... Putting together what is about to be the biggest trip, the biggest trip of Goddess Culture's life, the trip that kind of clicks Goddess Culture from a podcast with wellness retreats to a to wellness, wellness brand, a wellness brand. You know, it was okay. the thing. It was the impetus of us having three trips a year, bruh. You know what I'm saying? Like bruh. it was solidifying where we stood mm-hmm. in the world of wellness as Black women, as a business rooted on the East Coast. You know what I'm saying? It's it's insane. And and to like have to come to the realization like there's a force bigger than you. Yeah. You literally cannot control you any cannot of this. You cannot control anything. You have no answers to give people. You have no advice. You have no foresight. Like you're just kind of drowning. I think it I think it for well for me personally, it I almost wanted to give up. I was yeah. like yeah, Goddess Culture is a podcast, and I love the podcast, and that's how we started. But the getaways, like, that's where my heart is. You know, I love to travel. 
And what can we offer people now? Right. I, I'm not a brand that wants to just throw out quotes and do things that look good. Like, I want people to live the truth that I speak about. Yeah. You know, I want to take people away. To and life. We bring it to life. Yeah. So to have all these things happen in the middle of a pandemic, you guys heard in the last episode, like, lost I lost my job. Like, I was trying to... St- we were trying to start Idea Hub. Like, a lot was happening. And then we have goddess culture, and we're like, we don't know where to go next. Yeah. You know, we don't know how to pivot from this because at the time... You know, we had all these plans, and what's that Bible verse when it's like you make a plan and God lies, God God laughs. I think that's just a saying. It's not yes. a Bible verse; it's a saying. <laughs> but I get what you're saying, though. <laughs> but but that's the thing. Like I I feel like with this, like I had so many plans, like I had so many things drawn up. Like mm-hmm. nobody couldn't tell me I wasn't going to be in Bali on that stupid ass swing in May of 2020. Okay, not only that. We were planned, we planned to spend time in Dubai and give ourselves a real vacation. Like, as much as we travel with I, with Goddess Culture, it's still a job, you know? So this time around, we're like, we're giving ourselves days yeah. to just have fun and enjoy ourselves and really tap into our own wellness and before our guests get there. So we're so set and, and zinned out and welcoming and ready for them, you yeah. know? And we, like, did not get that opportunity. And it felt, it was so crushing. It felt so, like, you guys, I couldn't even put into words, honestly. Like, I felt crushed. I felt like I failed. I felt like, you know, there's nothing else we can do. Like, people were looking at us like, well, bitch, like, what's about to happen? And we just had to, you know, make the best decision for the group, which is, you know, refunding and trying to work out um, best opportunities. And God was really looking out for that because... People paid for the trip. Mind you, we canceled in March. Things are supposed to be paid up a month before our trip. The trip's in May. People are supposed to be paid up by April. And there were people who were paid up by March. You know what I'm saying? So the money was in Indonesia. Like, full transparency, everything was paid for. Yeah. Our accommodations, um, the food, all of the activities that we were supposed to do, it was paid for. And luckily, we have Alicia, who was able to correspond with the people in Indonesia, who got most of the money back. Right. But we had to work with the reality that these people were losing money too. And there was a portion of the money that it wasn't a huge portion by the grace of God. But regardless, there was a portion of the money that had to stay in Indonesia. You know, but God really was looking at us and and showing us his favor because we could have been in a position to not give anybody any of their money back. Yeah. And we heard heard some people didn't, but that's not how we operate. Yeah. Okay. So what we could, we did. And. This just this just goes this is just an example of like what we you know well what I saw as like a failing opportunity, and I feel like that not turned me off from goddess culture but like it just made me anxious. Mm-hmm. And, and I was, how do we get on the mic and talk about you know yeah. all this wellness stuff and be positive and stuff when we're not even in a space like we were broken hearted by not being able to do what we do. And it's less about like us not getting a vacation. It's more about us not having not being able to give people the experience that we have spent a year working towards. Working towards. You know? It almost felt like false advertising. And I'm like, that's like my biggest deterrence of like going with anything on social media is like I'm afraid to get scammed. Yeah. PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> but um 
I just didn't want to come off as like a false advertising type of standpoint. And I'm just so grateful that we had people who were signed up for the trip who even told me like when the trip pops back up, like they're going to let me know, you know? So it's like, it's great. And I think the break that we took the couple of months was extremely necessary. And we now we're able, we were able to look at God's culture with fresh eyes. Yeah. And like I was saying before, like when you're in the midst of the bullshit, it's hard to see clearly. You yeah, know, I couldn't see through that far. If you notice, like our social media took a hard pause. Like there were weeks where we didn't post anything, and it's because I couldn't look at I I I didn't feel comfortable giving people not advice, but like spreading this whole positive stuff. Not that it should ever stop, but it wasn't coming from a genuine place with me. Yeah, it was we coming in from push a button and send a post because that's what you do. But I every time we write a caption for God's Culture, every time we source a photo, it's because it resonates and it feels good. Mm-hmm. But being positive didn't feel good, and I wasn't going to put anything negative out on our page. So we had to take a break. Yeah, we had to shut the fuck up. And that's what we did. And sometimes that's what you have to do. You shut the fuck up and you get reflect. quiet. You have to get quiet. You have to take inventory. Take your inventory. You got to do an audit of everything everybody everything and then you fucking pivot yeah okay pivot is the word of 2020 pivot is the word of 2020 okay we could have looked at goddess culture and just said you know what let's pack it up don't nobody listen to podcasts no more like travel is closed like let's just run with idea Hub because it's going so great but but that's not the reality of things the reality of things is shit is going to happen you cannot plan shit okay I literally cannot plan anything in my life past, like, a week and a half. I try to keep it at, like, a 10-day minimum unless it's, like, a big occasion. Mm -hmm. But, like, the more you put all this pressure on building out a plan, building out a, a, like, a example or anything, the more you put more pressure on yourself, you're just weighing yourself down and making yourself anxious. And this is... Just do it. It's a reminder that you have to bend, not break. Yes. You know, you, you have to be flexible. To be flexible. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and this was a this was a prime example of how you have to you kind of got to bend to what life gives you. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not like you have to accept it. We didn't have to accept that 2020 was just going to be ass. You know what I'm saying? We made something of it, but okay, 2020 is not what I thought it would be. Right. Now what? Now what? But we can never get rid of that now what question. You know, not when we want to see this thing keep growing. And um, God's culture, I think, for for me, it will always be a passion project. It will always be like, it's, it's where my heart feels home, you know? Yeah. It may not be how we become millionaires. Right. But we know there's so much heart work in this. Yeah. That it feels good to it do it. It feels so good. It feels like home. It does. And if you're on this journey with us, have a, just... Because there's, we are as transparent as possible, but there's also things that we go through that we're not ready to share at that very moment, and it may take a little while to come out. But just have a little patience with us, because Goddess Culture is our baby brand. You know, it's something that we pour our hearts into, and to Jordan's point, we don't make money off of this. You know, mm-hmm. this is something we do because we enjoy and we have a passion for um, traveling. We have a passion for wellness. We have a passion for talking and uplifting women. So... This is something that, you know, is more of like a passion project for us. Yeah. And it grows, it grows as we grow. It grows as and we grow. When, when we're in seasons of like hard change or like seasons of like trial, then goddess culture is too. 
know what I'm saying? Like, we're how we talk about wellness on our podcast comes from a place, a place of experience. Yeah. We don't Google this shit and then talk about it. We don't. We feel it. We get hurt. We learn. We grow. We cry. We mourn. And when, then we figure out how to translate that over the airwaves, over social media, over in-person uh, events, over uh, digital events. But, like, we go through it first. Yeah. And sometimes we go through it as we're sharing the process. Yeah. So. And sometimes we have to take a break, which is what we did. Mm-hmm. Um, and to Jordan's point of goddess culture growing with us, that is 100%. Please do not judge me on episode one. <laughs> Don't come <laughs> Don't on. Don't listen to it. If you're finding our episodes for the first time. Yeah. You know. Start, you know, just start now and start, then yes. go as far back as like episode 20 and then don't look back. I wouldn't even go that far. I wouldn't even go that far. Okay. <laughs> We were filming podcast episodes for so long. Out of and a phone. Out of a phone. And we had, like, three listeners. Yeah. We had three listeners. And we were like, that's fine. Because those three people, they're about to get this wellness work. You okay. feel me? They're about to get this experience. They're about to feel this energy. Yeah. Because that's what we have to they're offer. They're about to empathize. We got a whole bunch of episodes. And you could go through all of them. And you're going to see that we have been consistent in the, consistent in the times that mattered which were at the beginning when no one were li- was listening yeah and every time that you know besides our breaks but yeah but even so like i think it's a beautiful thing that we've lasted this long because if you remember when we started there was like a set of like 10 podcasts that all started around the time that we started not one is still going literally not one that's and that's crazy. not to shit on anybody i swear it's not because there comes a time when there are certain things you have to let go of you know and I, I can understand and recognize that but like we've outlived a lot of the people who started with us and that's not a brag that's just a humble appreciation for how we have stuck to what we love right all right um so i guess we've talked about um where goddess culture has been and how we've kind of been navigating the pandemic Yes, let's talk about what's to come. Yeah, let's do it. Because this is a welcome back episode, so we'll get more into like the nitty gritty of things moving forward, and we will have a more consistent flow. But there's so many exciting things coming up, and we've really just put our head down the last couple of weeks as we decided to like rebrand and re-energize goddess culture and just tried to come up with things that we thought would be important for this moment and important for the world that we're in now. Yeah. Um, I think we should first start with... How we got to the new thing. Right. Yeah. So, um, was it August? Yes. Or September? August? August. In August, we threw a um, picnic, and I think it was it was a multitude of things. For me, it was kind of like closing out the summer because we didn't have a live show. It was kind of inviting people who went on our past getaways to meet up in a safe and socially distant way. It was a chance for people who um, should have been in Mm -hmm. Indonesia a a month prior or two months prior, um, a chance to to meet up with some of those people if they were supposed to go or if they wanted to go. Um, It was a chance to get people out of the house. We had been on lockdown in quarantine forever. Um, But it was also like a thank you you know, for rocking with us for this long. And we basically pulled together our team, Jade and Annie, and we made a beautiful picnic with food and drinks and entertainment and fun and games. And we just brought people together. 
And as a party favor, you know, if we throw something for God's culture, you're leaving with more than you came with. You know that. No matter what. Our getaways, little events, digital events, you're leaving with something you didn't come with. And people left with one of the party favors was a tea blend Mm. that people really enjoyed. And as Shanice and I were figuring out what the fuck is happening with God's culture since we can't travel, um, we decided that we are going to um, start a tea line under the Goddess Culture brand. Yes. And it's one of those things that feels, it felt good because it wasn't forced. Yeah. It wasn't like we saw someone with a tea line and was like, oh, I think we should do a tea line. It was like, Mm -mm. we're not traveling. We're not doing our hard work. And a piece of it for me was like, what piece of wellness can I give these people? Because we can't do what we do. Right. You know? And not something contrived, not something I Googled, but something I've been living. I drink tea almost every day. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you follow me on my personal page, you'll see me post my little um, cast iron teapots. You'll see my little, one time, a couple couple of times, I invited my line sisters and my friends over for a tea party at 25 (laughs) or 26 or whatever. You remember I was like, just come over and I just had teas. You know what I'm saying? It's just something I enjoy. Yeah. And Shanice drinks tea all of the time. All the time. You know, it's not something that we had to like Google to find out this is what you should do. It wasn't like... I get on Instagram and post my teas because that makes me a wellness person. It's like, I drink this shit so I don't kill somebody on my next call. And if I need to take a pause, it's my fucking pause, you know? Exactly. And uh, we never, when we talk about wellness, we never, it's never what we saw someone do. No. It starts with what we do ourselves. And to Jordan's point, like, we had the picnic in August, and it was beautiful. And shout out to our team and our guests and everyone who came because it wasn't something we did on social media because we're not in it for that type of satisfaction of like trying to sell tickets or anything we really create these moments because we enjoy these moments and we want people to feel feel take a load off yeah just feel like relaxed like you know when people say this is a safe space like when you're in the company of us we create a safe space and it's literally the safest space because everyone comes in with this good energy this good vibe Mm -hmm. No social media is necessary. No pictures is necessary. Mm-hmm. None of those things are necessary when you when you bring in a vibe, mm-hmm. you know? So the tea is just an extension of that. And as we begin the process to launch the tea, and because um, we're launching with just one flavor, but we're really excited because it's like our favorite blend and everyone loved it at the picnic. And, you know, that was kind of our beta test. And we've been testing a couple formulas for it. So we want to make sure that we're putting out something that isn't, that isn't unauthentic to who we are and who the brand is. I drink tea. First of all, I'm Caribbean. Yeah. So tea and crackers. Okay. If you know, you know, cricks, you know, you feel me. And tea has just always been a staple in my life. Mm-hmm. But I, I would say ever since like COVID and the pandemic, it has definitely grown a greater presence because there's a sensation that tea gives that no other drink mm-hmm. can compare to. I think it's I think part of it is like the ritual, right? So so for me, something that comes to mind is for and it's not something I drink often, but ceremonial grade matcha. I've been here like it's it just keeps popping up like on my feed and like things I hear and it's like a process of like heating up the water and whisking the the matcha and like pouring it in a certain cup and drinking it a certain way and 
though I might not have like the background about how to prepare matcha the right way and that's not something we're offering right now but it call it brings to the forefront the ritual of like taking a moment mm-hmm. right Stillness. so when you decide you're gonna make yourself some tea you get a kettle you fill it with water and it takes some minutes to come to a boil right so you have to wait on that and if you have a real kettle um or if you have like a looks like an electric kettle right you can't walk away from it because it may boil over or if you leave it and it's an electric one and it's been boiling for a while it'll turn off and you have to start the process all over so you need to be there kind of right so you have to take a pause while it's getting ready and then you prepare it so you get a mug and i'm the type of person that fills out which mood i'm in when i pick my mug right am i in a cute mood am i in a it's time to buckle down and i pull up my karen spears mood Karen Spears mug am I in a boss ass bitch mood and I pull up my Beyonce mug am I in a cutesy mood and I pull up my clear mug but I I take a moment to pause and say what mood am I in what kind of what kind of tone am I trying to set and you get your sugar or your brown sugar or your honey and you prepare it for yourself and I feel like it really is it's it's kind of like giving yourself a hug preparing a, a glass of tea a mug of tea you're saying Jordan I'm taking a minute to recognize this pause and this is what you need to move forward so let's do this i try not to like turn on my teapot and walk away i like i take a moment to sit in it it's gonna take what eight minutes to make a cup of tea from from the time you start pour the water into the kettle till you pour it in your cup you don't gotta distract yourself in the meantime you don't it's a hard pause and we need that yeah stillness being gentle with yourself giving yourself that moment for me when i wake up in the morning i feel like it's just chaos especially if i'm waking up late oh my god it's mm-hmm. utter chaos and when i make a cup of tea you know that whole process because i have a electric boiler so it it goes pretty quickly so those four minutes of the tea the water boiling mm-hmm. i have to prepare everything else mm-hmm. and while i'm preparing everything else what am i doing i'm talking about what i have to do today i'm setting intentions and Say goals of prayer what, i'm saying a little prayer mm-hmm. you know i'm doing something so just the process to your point of making tea, has been so, like, vital in my life. Because that process, you have to be in tune on that. Mm -hmm. You have to be honed in on what am I about to focus on? What are my goals for today? What what do I think I can accomplish? And then when your tea is done, it almost feels like I'm drinking all of the revelations I had. Yeah. So I've already manifested all these things, and now I drink my tea. And Mm -hmm. I'm just, like, I'm feeling ready. It's kind of like, so... I say these words carefully because I know how people feel about them. But, like, think... It, it doesn't matter... <laughs> Shanice was about to drink an empty <laughs> bottle of wine, glass of wine, y'all. Let me pour some more because at this point, <laughs> we're clearly going over an hour today. Um, What was I saying? Oh, I know how people feel about my choice of words that I'm about to say. But what? no matter who you pray to, no matter who you talk to, a lot of us believe in a, in a higher power, in a bigger entity that kind of guides our lives, right? So um, we believe in affirmations. We say prayers. There are certain people who believe. I hear, I've heard people say, um, like, words are spells. When you say things out loud, you cast spells. Power of the tongue. Power of the tongue. Maya Angelou said words are things. When you say them out loud, they cling to your things. They cling to your clothes. They cling to your furniture. You say them enough, they seep into you. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So no matter how you kind of conceptualize how words become manifestations of what you say, 
tea time is really an opportunity for you to take a pause and focus on what those words to yourself are. Focus on what those words for the day are. I try to start the day. Shanice tries to start the day in a purposeful and intentional way. And sometimes, like she said, we wake up late, you're on go. When you have a lot of to do, you're on go. But you take a minute to watch that water boil and to prepare your glass. You have to focus on that moment. And we talk about stillness all the time. If you've been on a retreat with us, um, the reason I'm in wellness is my heart work is encouraging people to take a pause. This is Shanice and I together as a team reminding anyone who enjoys our teas that you deserve a pause. Yes. Unclench your jaw if you're sitting there uptight right now. Relax your shoulders. Mm-hmm. If you're- Breathe. Breathe. So many of us breathe from our chest. Breathe. Take the a fuck? full belly breath. Like let your stomach expand and come back in. And come back in. Like, you know. Take a moment of stillness. I promise you, change my life. Yeah, change my life. You gotta fill your lungs. You cannot be in a chaotic space, have a chaotic life, and then want peace. Yeah, it's not gonna work. You have to build peace. You have to create the peace that you want. Create those boundaries. Create that experience. When I'm having tea, I'm not on my phone. Literally. Not on my phone. It's it's unnecessary. I have four minutes to brew this tea and sit down at my desk. And literally, I'm thinking about a thousand things, manifesting a thousand things, praying over a thousand things. I don't have time to be on my phone. Yeah. So those four minutes, I have complete and utter stillness and we haven't even come up with a name for the team so you guys understand that we are developing these ideas this with is you guys. concept zero this is concept zero so although we picked out our blend and we know which one stands for us at this moment we don't have a name for it because we're waiting for that moment to happen we don't have a timeline for this because when it happens it happens we're not in it for the money we're in it to create this experience for you guys because we saw how much it did for us Mm -hmm. creating that stillness moment gave me the opportunity to look at my manifestation book and really hone in on my manifestations Mm -hmm. when i looked at that book and i looked at the prayers that i made over the last couple of months and i look at my life now bruh it is exactly what the fuck I wrote in that book. Yeah. It is, I could take a picture dated and all. Like, it is literally to the T, things I couldn't even imagine. Couldn't conceptualize. I couldn't even conceptualize. And I, I believe in God, so I'm just going to go out and say it. Like, I couldn't have done it without God. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I couldn't have done it without these prayers. I couldn't have done it without my tea time. Like, I could not have done it. Mm-hmm. So everyone who's going on go, you're not really thinking about... Your, your goals or, like, your passions or what makes you happy, you're doing a detriment to yourself, okay? Everybody else, they're doing this. They're manifesting. They're creating stillness. They're creating that moment. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're making their dreams come true. And if it's not with tea, it's another way. It's but, another way. But they're, they're leaving time to focus on how they make their dreams come true. And how they create that moment of peace. Because honestly, the, this world right now is not a peaceful world. It's not peaceful at all. It's not a you peaceful world. You have to fight world. for your peace. And I know that you sounds do. like an oxymoron, like fighting is so chaotic. But I don't mean f- fist up. I mean hard boundaries. Block out that fucking calendar. Period. And put meeting with BP. And you know who you need to meet with? Yourself. Yourself. Yeah. Okay? Meet with yourself. And there are times... I just want to bring boundaries. up... This is... This is um, I say all this to say, we're not making this shit up just for the sake of this podcast. There's two things I'm going to bring up. 
a while ago, we were in, like, heavy grind mode with Idea Hub. And I was like, okay, so let's schedule some time for Saturday. And you were like, Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> and that was her boundary. Like, no, I cannot work this. And don't get me wrong. There are times when we work on the weekends, 100%. We, we at least work on Saturday or Sunday. Sunday. But that particular time, we had been grinding from, like, the mm. previous Sunday. And she's grinding. like, no. Weekend hard hard no. I can't work on Saturday. You know what I'm saying? And, and I wasn't upset about it. I'm like, shit. Well, right. <laughs> we don't even work on Saturday. Right. And then the other day, you were trying to schedule something. And I was okay. like, so I want to be kind of intentional about not scheduling meetings you back did. to back. Because we almost died the day before. And I also understand there is t- there, are, there are times when you're a business owner that you have to sacrifice your own time and your wants to make something happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we can eat that. But it was setting a tone that if we can not schedule meetings back to back, back, to back, then we'll do our due diligence to try not to. And in the event that we can't avoid that, then shit, for the sake of making money, we're going to do it. You know? But we created that boundary that we check with each other before we schedule shit on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Or before we mark someone's calendar, meeting, 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 we check and I'm say, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, we check the calendar. Does she have a second day? A second option? You know exactly. what I'm saying? But... You have to have those boundaries. You have to take those pauses. And this shit is real. Listen, and I'll wrap this really quickly. You ever read, well, I know you read it, but the poem Invictus at the end where he says, I'm the master of my fate. I'm the captain of my soul. Mm -hmm. You are the master of your fate. Don't shit happen around your shit without you giving the okay prioritize your peace prioritize your sanity so many people are falling down to the fact that they're 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 letting stress consume them yep they're they're putting them themselves on the line for companies who would not give a fuck if you died tomorrow and guess what they would do they would bring in a a grief counselor for that week and then the same time they bring in the counselor they're putting the job posting up online to figure out how to replace you they don't care they don't care about you. They really don't. And Chanice and I work hard as fuck. We're not going to lie to you. But at the end of the day, when we built Idea Hub, when we built God's Culture, we said, before we said, how do we build this business? We said, what is the lifestyle we want? What do we want to achieve internally and externally? God's Culture is our passion project. Idea Hub is how we're going to become millionaires. Exactly. And in becoming millionaires, we don't neglect ourselves. We don't. And that's what we had to realize. Although we took the pause to stop and really nurture Idea Hub, God's Culture was always on our mind. We were having events. We were doing virtual things. We were still helping our community. If someone reached out in our DMs, we tried to respond all the time, like having these conversations. So... Although you're taking the pause, make sure it's intentional. Mm-hmm. Make sure it's strategic. Make sure it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Do things that work that help your insides as well as things that bring you money. Yeah. And you can do it all. You can have it all. Okay? You can do whatever you want. This is a great market right now. I know it seems like we're in a pandemic. You don't know where to go. Really think about that. Take this time. When I was unemployed, I had all the time in the world. And it was like, you know, it was an unfortunate situation, but like the dedication that Shanice could commit to Idea Hub, we wouldn't be where we were. I'm just going to be real if Shanice didn't have a job. And that sounds kind of crazy, but like there was no way that I could dedicate what Shanice was dedicating to Idea Hub at the time because I was working full time. And her not having a full-time job helped get us in a place that when she got a full-time job, we could function. You know, we still got an exit plan. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) There's still an exit plan. We cannot do this forever. We can't. But she got us to a place where we could both work. 
and both like we, we had the infrastructure for idea hub to run and also have money that funds our lifestyle and i mean you were doing the damn thing you feel me you had a full-time job and you was still with with the shits which is literally i don't know how because a, a bitch like me <laughs> i was what unemployed i had a lot of time but when i was employed like i don't know how you did it 40 hours at one job, then 45 hours at Idea. Yeah. But that's commitment. That's sacrifice. That's seeing something that has the potential to be greater than yourself. And that also is the example of why when Idea Hub is our full, full, full time, that we know, like, you have to carve out time. Because we were kind of going crazy. At the beginning of Idea Hub, yeah. when we were building those oh infrastructures, Dub Sato, does this work? Does gain work? Does Sprout learning work? Systems. Like, learning systems. Learning what we have to report out to clients. Learning what they're looking for and how to keep them happy. That was a stressful fucking time. And it's like, still a learning curve. And not only that, like, we're, we're only talking about work. We're not talking about what happens in our personal lives. My personal life was a shit show. My personal life is a shit show, okay? <laughs> like, that's gonna have to be the next episode. My life was a fucking shit show between, like, relationship stuff, friend stuff, family stuff, like, and I'm not saying, like, everything was bad shit show, but, like, when everything hard happens at once, that's hard. Anybody, no matter if you're starting a business, have a side hustle, whatever, it's yeah. hard for you to deal with. Goddess Culture and Idea Hub and our businesses are maybe, like, 25% of our lives. Yeah. So, if there is really necessarily a pause, and I know we talked about Bali, like, not happening, that wasn't the only deterrence for, like, taking a break from goddess culture. And yeah. I think, well, it's going to have to be another three episodes for yeah. us to talk about because we're already over an hour. Yeah. But there's so many things and so many factors that mm-hmm. apply to what our lives were four months ago mm-hmm. that we had to work through. And... If it's me, I take a moment, and then it could be Jordan, and then it could be lapped back to back, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes we just can't do it all, and we had to realize that, and that was the, the reason for the pause. Yeah. So and we this... say all of that. No. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. We say all of that to say we are so happy to be back. Goddess Culture, this podcast, and the people that are our Thank audience. Thank you for listening. For listening to when us. When we were not recording. I mean, we went back and looked at the analytics for our last episode and we were like, excuse me? Because <laughs> I expected like 24 <laughs> listens. Because we have not been, I mean, almost to, a thousand. Transparency, we have Crazy. not been consistent. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ever. It's just hard, and we just thank y'all for We thank the people who DM'd us, like, where's the episode at? We thank the people who listened and just yes. caught up on the old stuff while we were away, and we're so humbled. So humbled, so grateful that this community really stands with and believes in what we are saying and what we're doing, because there's so many times we wanted to just give up. Yeah. I could, I'm, I'm speaking for myself, too, when I say that there's been numerous times when I was looking, when we was at episode, like, 12, 13, 12 through, like, 30. I'm like, damn, like, we got, like, four listens. Like, <laughs> nobody really hears us, but it's like, we got to keep going because we, we have talking to God put people. this message in us. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We have an opportunity to share a resource. People could go back to these episodes a hundred years from now, yeah. and they'll, they may be in the same situation that us as black women are facing right now, and we want to be able to have this somewhere house for them to listen to. Yeah. This is important. It is very it's important. It's good type of vibes. And I just hope when you guys listen and you guys, you know... He was passionate, girl. Post on us. Yeah, I'm, first of all, I'm drunk. <laughs> I'm on my third glass of 
McBride Sisters. That's a little shameless plug, but yeah. Shout out to our clients over at McBride, McBride Sisters. Sisters Black Girl Magic. She can. She can. All we the are doing the damn thing. I might be. You know what? Real quick, pause because we are drunk, but <laughs> we just want to say, okay. Never in a million years, at the time that we started Idea Hub, did we yeah. think the largest black-owned wine company in the United States would be our client. Would bat an eye at Idea Hub, okay? When they took us on as um as their marketing, their digital marketing um consultants, we didn't even have Instagram, we didn't have a website yet, nothing. But we sh- but we're so about our shit that we showed them what we have to offer. We came to the table with suggestions. And a promise. Yeah. And we can't tell everything, but we came to the table with a promise on the level and quality of our work and have delivered on that. And from that, we've been able to build a beautiful, beautiful relationship with this client. Yeah. We're um, so appreciative for them. Super, super appreciative. But yeah, yeah buy a, a black-owned wine company, y'all. McBride yes. Sisters. Make sure you guys go to com and buy some wine because it is honestly delicious. Black Girl Magic has a new sparkling brutes. Oh, is it out? Yeah, it's out. Oh. It's out. I don't think it's on the website, but you have to get it at the store. So go oh, to okay. their go to their store locator and yes. find where McBride and Black Girl Magic and She Can is sold near you. But there is a new Sparkling Brutes. Yes. Um, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, guys. We thank just told a lot of our business. A lot. But stay tuned for our teas. We this, say all this to say. Is, is, <laughs> is this podcast going up? Is this episode going up? It has to. Um, we say all this to say, look out for our teas. Um, yes, coming soon. Coming soon. Fresh face. And as we move into oh. the next chapter of our yeah. podcast and our life, if you feel like we should touch on something or we miss something, always DM us. Always comment. We're here. We're listening. And we're we're all eyes. Like, we're hands-on. Um, for fresh face, Jordan, that's you. Yeah, so fresh face, it's a twofer. Um, mm-hmm. So I told y'all Masney has really been doing a number on my face. Um, so I reached out to my followers on Instagram and Twitter, and I asked for a black esthetician. And um, Kat, one of our one of our our, our pre- previous getaway guests and longtime supporters, referred to me Aesthetics by Adrian, who was located in Orange, New Jersey, just like twelve minutes, thirteen minutes from me. Um, Adrian is a black esthetician who knows black skin. And before anybody starts tripping, um, I am black. I'm just very yellow, and that is not my <laughs> fault. I have two black parents, and genetics is crazy, okay? But, um, no, Adrienne is amazing. Um, she has a very clean and beautiful space. She knows her shit. I was able to ask questions and get the answers I needed. Um, but she put me on to this um, cleanser. It's called Image Skincare, the company's Image Skincare, and it's the Ordemic Cleanser. Like I said, Masney was really, like, fucking my face up. And I'm talking, like, under-the-skin pimples that wouldn't come to a head. I'm talking, and and also, I think I turned 26, and dairy just really fucked me up. But it was a combination of a lot of things. I know the mask wearing did a number on my face, but I've been using this Image Skincare Ordemic Cleanser. It's super gentle. It does have fragrance, I'm not going to lie, but it's not overpowering, and it wasn't... I have sensitive skin, and it didn't, like cause a flare-up on my skin when I used it, but it's amazing. I had my mom use it while she was here, and she loved it. I'm going to buy some for my brother, and I'm also going to get, I'm going to report back 
But I'm going to get a face mask from her. She gave me a sample after my first visit to her, and I fell in love with it. So I'm going to buy the full size and see what happens. But I've gone to her twice now. My third appointment is this weekend. But I went to her the first time. I booked automatically. I booked my next appointment on the spot. I liked her that much. And I haven't trusted someone with my face since I moved to New Jersey eight years ago. I was going home and getting brows and stuff done to my face. Oh, wow. Facials. So, and we love a good black-owned business. We love a good black-owned business. Aesthetics by Adrienne is her Instagram. Yes. But yeah. Um, self-care. self-care. You go first. I just did that one. So this is bittersweet for me, but I finally moved out. You guys know I've been working hard, okay? I finally found, like, the my dream apartment, and it's everything I could have ever wanted in an apartment. Um, but I am sad. I do miss my family. I would be a liar if I came on here and I said I'm so happy I couldn't go back. Mm-hmm. Um, groceries are expensive. Yeah. Okay? Adulting is ghetto. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. But I'm learning a lot about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, like my parents, they got married early, so they're not really old. They don't really, yeah, they're not old, but they don't really understand um, the lifestyle right now in the world. Like, it's a little harder than it was. I mean, obviously it was hard for them because they were immigrants, but... It's a the world is a little different. When they were brought up, they were able to like just get jobs, you know, with barely an education or, you know, just work hard and be able to go to school for what a dimension, like a fraction of the cost you that could it work is a now. Part time and pay for school back in the day. Pretty much. Like, you know, it was a different lifestyle. So for me to climb to this level of like moving out it's like it was proud they were happy about it my dad said that he was so proud of me he could not he said he was proud of himself first actually he said because i raised because i raised (laughs) right that's exactly what he said he said wow i can't believe i did it (laughs) so i'm like huh but i was able to just see like the pride and like joy in their eyes and like that was just everything for me Mm -hmm. um i go home all the time okay i go home at least twice a week <laughs> I'm home for dinner. Groceries. You gotta steal some things. Still groceries, get paper, paper towels, <laughs> toilet paper, <laughs> the regular. Some sponges. So I'm just grateful that God gave me this opportunity to move out. It's hard, it's ghetto, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, yeah. That's like one of my main goals for like the last like two years. There's nothing like having your own space. Oh my God. Bitch. Like walking into somewhere and being like, can nobody tell me shit about what can I pay for? Can nobody tell me shit? I could spark up wherever. <laughs> wherever. <laughs> wherever okay? I want. Okay, my friends could come over at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Them bitches come over at 2 o'clock in the morning. Well, my parents, they always was letting people in and out. It was like, okay. well. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> my van, my door is always open. Yeah, that is true. It's I'm... better to be able to close the door now. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. But how about you? Um, my self-care is actually a, it's collateral damage of COVID. So because we've been working from home, full transparency, I have not lived at home since 2012. Yeah, you're a bad bitch for real. It's just, uh, I don't know if I call it a bad bitch, but I'm a bitch who made a choice <laughs> and had to stick with that choice. So I have not lived at home with my mom, with my brother since 2012. And because of this pandemic, like people can't work where they work. Yeah. 
And um, a few months ago, our brother graduated high school. My mom's last son, um, she got us all through high school. So I went home to surprise my brother. And what ter- what was supposed to be going home for a weekend turned into staying home for a week. And that was the most time that I had spent with my family since 2012. And that's, what's the math on that? Eight years ago? Yeah, 100. Was that eight years? 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Yeah, that's eight years ago. I'm... I did just count up my fingers, if y'all were wondering. <laughs> but even so, while I was home, I was still technically on the clock. So I worked at the hotel, and my mom would come over sometimes to the hotel, but I would have to wait till the end of the workday to go back to my mom's house because she was working from home, her husband's working from home, my brother was at home, so it was a lot of people in the house. But um, due to the, an, an super, super unfortunate situation, and I do want to say um, this is an ad- a side piece to, to my self-care, y'all. We got to put the gun the guns down. There's enough going on in the world that, like, kills the people we love, and we got to stop killing each other. But an unfortunate situ- situation coupled with COVID made it, that, made it so that my brother got to spend a week with me. And... When I left to go to college, me and Thomas were bumping heads. And then I went to college, and me and Thomas got super close. And then to be able to, like, spend a week with my brother, because he's my heart, you know? He's my first sibling. We share the same parents. Um, He's the sibling that I spend the most time with. Thomas is my heart. I would do anything for him. And it was a beautiful experience to be able to spend time with him and see him and be all in his business for a week and, like, really learn his mind as an adult. It was a super cool thing. And then... Um, we were buying his flight home, which was $50, and then we saw a round-trip flight for my mom for $70, and I brought my mom out here for a week. And that was a beautiful experience because me and my mom are literally best friends. So to have someone who I love so much, but I have to talk over, I have to see on FaceTime, to have her spend time with me and sleep in my bed and help me reorganize my entire bedroom, which leads me into my second piece for my self-care. I redid my bedroom. Give, in a couple of weeks, I will have been in my apartment for three years. And the only part of the apartment that I spent time decorating was my living room. When my friends come over, that's where we hang. Um, my kitchen is nice, but it's not like a dine-in kitchen. So I didn't need like a table or anything like that. I just needed food and a couch and to make my living room feel homey. And that happened, but my mom came and helped me make my bedroom feel homey. And if you know me, you know I'm very particular about the people who I have in my in my home. Hello. I only let my line sisters and my little boo come to my house. <laughs> that's it. That's right. it. That's all. And um, and a select few friends, but it really meant a lot to me for me to tell my mom I wanted to redo my bedroom, and she did not cease until my bedroom was done. We made closet racks. Hello. We downsized things I didn't need. We bought dressers. We bought a new bed. Um, we hung things on the wall. My skincare has a place to go. Everything has a place to go. And having a place for everything, especially where you lay your head, is a huge thing. So, yeah, my, my long-winded answer of what I have done for self-care is have my mom and my brother come out here and redo my bedroom. Listen, and that's a beautiful thing because... I can't, I can't imagine living as far from my family as you do. Yeah, it's crazy. And you, you really, like, make an effort to, like, do things to bring, you know, bring them here. And considering, like, the tickets were 
so low. Like, it was, like, perfect timing. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, God really be looking out because we bought my mom's round trip for $70, and we're like, oh, like, let's see, you know, who else we can bring out here? Tickets for, like, $300 by the time that we had the thought to bring anybody oh, else saw out here. People. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? So, like, God yeah. was, like, really providing a moment to make it easy. Yeah. And I would, if, if, if it was, if it cost $300 to get my mom here, I would have got her here. Yeah. No questions asked. But, like, she was able to come for $70, and then I was able to treat her, you know? Right. When my mom came here, she had to worry about nothing. Food taken care of. Fun taken care of. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Anything she wanted, I wanted to make sure that she came and she had a good time. And she, and she didn't have to worry about anything. Yeah. Exactly. So, I go, I mean, moms do what they do. And she did, like, help me get some things from my bedroom. But it was, like, because she wanted to. It's not because yeah. she had to. Too. And it's not like she had to focus on spending, spending, spending while she was here. Like, I wanted my mom to come and feel she was having a getaway. You know, she, too, yeah. has been locked up at home. Ohio, right. them niggas was wildin' for a little bit with the COVID, you know? So it was nice to have her come here and feel safe and enjoy herself. And we got to spend a real week together, yeah. you know? And my mom, because I talked to my mom multiple times a day. So yeah. it felt good to not have to, like, FaceTime her to see her. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy for you. Listen, Mama Jory's just come back out here whenever <laughs> you want because we didn't get to hang out. But I know. Next time. I know. Um, but that is a wrap. We want to thank you guys for tuning in. This was a long one, and this was our welcome back episode. Yeah, so moving man. forward, we'll be back to our normal trending um, topics and talking about more things that have to do with wellness and skincare and things that bring us happiness and joy and our sorrows and our happy points, everything. Yeah, and our transparency of working through it and bringing you guys along for the journey. Welcome back. Yeah, and that's a wrap. Thank you guys for tuning in.